Welcome in, everybody, to the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. On today's episode, we will be reviewing the New Year's Eve Open that took place last Friday night in, at the Grand Slam in Coon Rapids. We will also be revealing the new top 10, as well as revealing the MCG's Matt's computer-generated top 10, which I have not actually seen yet. I just finished my top 10. His top 10 is still under lock and key. I still have not opened up his email. I was going to wait until recording it live. Uh, I thought that would be sort of fun. On next week's episode, I actually interviewed Aaron Kaminsky, um, El Prez of O Street Mini Golf, and we had a very, very good conversation. Uh, that will be on next week's episode. He was also on Holy Moly, and just it just has a really cool viewpoint on on mini golf, and and I, I learned a lot from our conversation and just doing some research on him. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Last week's uh, or Friday's uh, uh, event was different. In a lot of ways, um, it was first off, I was taken a little bit aback by, uh, the sheer number of people that were in the facility. Uh, so there was a lot of energy, not only from all the kids running around, um, but from the field, uh, we had a really, really, really fun field, uh, a lot of energy going around, a lot of hooting and hollering, uh, j- just a, just a totally, just, just a really a different um, event, uh, than, than ones we've had in the past. And, and don't get me wrong, they've all been fun, but this one, just the energy was really, really, really high. Um, and I, 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 I personally had a ton of fun. I think a lot of, um, our players did as well. Did a couple of different things. Now we've, we've pretty much locked in the whole foursomes. So we're not doing threesomes anymore. We're doing foursomes, which has been good. Our final group was a fivesome. Um, which I, we, we had 17 players. So we did four, 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 and five, uh, which I wouldn't have done. Um, I, I probably would have, um, you know, done, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know the math right off the top of my head, but we definitely would have final group of four. And then, uh, we had a threesome or a couple of threesomes along the way. The five, some finished a good, I don't know, 10 minutes after everybody else. So it, it, it definitely was a, a slow go there. So, um, weather was not ideal, but everybody did show up, which was, which was wonderful as well. So Sean Brown, um, winner of the new year's Eve open. It was a, um, you know, kind of a photo finish. So let's, let's actually look through this here. So, uh, Jacob Hodge, who is a newcomer, um, six gentlemen came together, Jacob Hodge, uh, was one of those six and he up until hole, let's see if I can do this right here. Through six, 35, 34 through 33 holes. Jacob Hodge had two bogeys. Okay. He had 13 birdies, one Eagle and two bogeys through 33 holes. And he was in the lead with three holes remaining and he went four, he went bogey, bogey, bogey to finish out. So he, uh, uh, um, and Sean Brown went birdie, birdie, bogey to, um, finish out. And so, so Sean overtook him, uh, ended up winning by three strokes. Jacob actually went out of bounds on 17, which was unfortunate. And, you know, it, it, we caught that on the live stream, you know, just kind of, kind of the way that hole is set up, the bounces are, are not ideal. 
and uh, he he was unlucky enough to go out of bounds. Still had a shot, obviously, um, heading into those last two holes, despite the bogey on 16. But overall, a fantastic event for newcomer Jacob Hodge. I do have to point out that he used one of the <laughs> Grand Slam putters as well, which, um, you know, more power to him. It, 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 you know, definitely made it a little more difficult for him, I believe, but he ended up, you know, finishing, uh, in a tie for third with Joel Holm, who has been on fire recently, uh, 10 under, um, he only had six bogeys, two Eagles. Um, of course he was 10 under tied for third with Jacob Hodge. Uh, Matt Rolstead in his second event, uh, was one stroke off the leader, Sean Brown at 13 under par. Um, Matt Rolstead. So, so here's kind of how it worked here. Um, Sean finished out and, you know, I think first, I think he was the first of the five, some on that, on, on, on hole 18 to go. And he knew, and I knew that he just needed a three to win which he got, you know, and then here comes Matt Rolstead with the ace right behind him. Um, and, and ended up, you know, gaining two strokes on Sean in that last hole. Of course it, it wasn't enough. A three ended up being all that Sean needed to secure the victory. So Sean Brown with, um, with his sixth victory of the season in 11 events, he did not participate in all 11, but he has six wins. Um, he'll be the number one player this week on, on both my, uh, mine and, and Matt's. I don't need to see Matt's to know that Sean will be number one on that. Um, with a 13 under par, um, an, an, another really solid outing for him. Uh, Rick Lestico, uh, finished in fifth place at eight under. This was his second event. Of course, he made his debut at the golf zone open in early December. Brady Storhoff, um, you know, in six, that six under par, probably his best showing in, 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 in quite some time. He's been cool as of late. Uh, speaking of very good showings, Jason Peterson in seventh place at three under par. Um, if, if memory serves me correct, this was the only time he's played in the final group. Um, so, you know, he, he went 41 on the front, front 18, 44 on the back 18. Um, so overall, a, a really, really, really good performance from Jason Peterson, who's been, uh, you know, just chugging along. I should also note that Jacob Hodge, uh, set a course record at 35, his, um, his first 18, uh, he had a 35 and in fact, it was the best score after that was a 37 Sean Brown had a 37, uh, Joe Holm had a 37. So yeah, 35 was a, was a really solid, um, uh, course record there from Jacob Hodge. Uh, Josh Banesh in eighth place at one under par actually it's tied with Connor Lestico and, uh, in, uh, at one under par in eighth place. Um, both Josh Banesh and Connor Lestico are making their second, um, appearance in a puttcraft event. Of course, the golf zone open being their first side note, always great to see people come back for the second event. That, that, that is always a good sign for the product. It, when, when people do it once and then they come back for that second time, that, that's always really, um, really encouraging. 
So Josh Banesh at one under par, he went 46 on the front 18, trimmed five strokes off his score to drop to a 41 on the back 18. And then Connor Lestico uh, was 45 and 42, both a one under par. And I thought, I thought Connor had a, um, had a couple of really fun shots and is becoming a, uh, I, I want to say fan favorite or, um, uh, you know, just puttcraft favorite. I, I just, I just love his attitude. Um, um, he's a lot of fun out there. Logan Lenertz, uh, even par zero, uh, and Ryan Wilhelm on even par, just, which is an even par. I don't know why I called it zero, uh, even par, uh, Joel LaChapelle at two over along with Matt Wyman at two over Ryan Vimmer, Vimmer sorry, Ryan, I should have got your pronounce pronunciation, uh, at five over par Matt Langer at six over par, um, Kathleen Malone at seven over par Kathleen in her second appearance. Um, Hannah Rolstead also in her second appearance at 13, um, over par. And I should note that, um, both Hannah Rolstead and Joe Holm were the only two putters who had Eagles or excuse me, two Eagles, uh, in this, in this event. And, uh, Kathleen or Hannah did that on back-to-back holes, acing both 10 and 11, on the back 18, a couple of other things to note is, 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 is Hannah trimmed off seven strokes from the front 18 to the back 18. Ryan Wilhelm trimmed off eight strokes from the front 18 to the back 18. Um, Josh Banesh, I, as I'd mentioned earlier, trimmed off five strokes from the front 18 to the back 18. And, and that's always a great sign. Um, you know, for a lot of people, this will be the first time they've played this course. So to play it once and then just have that massive improvement on, on, on the back 18 is, is always a good thing to see. So Sean Brown wins it again. Um, but I will make note that we've got a couple people coming right behind him. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this was a one stroke victory. Let's make no mistake about it. This was one stroke that Sean defeated Matt Rolstead, uh, um, on. So, so very, very, very close. Um, and again, a ton of fun, 17 people. Thank you all for coming out. Okay. Um, the next event, January 29th, Chaska golf zone, we're heading back out there. And then we still have not announced the date of our mall of America, um, or Moose mountain event in February, but it's going to be in late February. Okay. So let's reveal the top 10. And I'm just calling this the top 10. I'm not calling this my top 10 because I have a top 10 and Matt has a top 10. This is the top 10. Matt's top 10 is are the MCGs. Those are the Matt's computer generated. And again, I have not seen those yet. So I think this will be um, 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 a re- really fun to reveal live on air. Um, I've created a different, uh, graphic for these. I'm having a lot of fun with graphics. I've got a a fun announcement next week that I put on a good graphic. We'll save it for next week's podcast. I talked it on last week's podcast. It's teams. We're doing the team thing. The team thing is happening. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. I was up late last night, uh, making something that I think you are, are, are all going to have a blast with. Uh, but I'm, I'm really, really excited to uh, pursue the team stuff. It's just something we're going to dabble in for now. So, okay. Um, number 10, um, Logan Lenertz at 10. Um, and let's see, do I have last week's ratings here? I do. Logan was eight, not last week, last month. We've been, you know, having one a month. So Logan falls from eight to 10. And the reason he fell from eight to 10 is we have two newcomers on the list. So, um, Jake Dunn and John Nye also fall off the top 10. And again, I'll be very honest with you. 
this, my rankings or the rankings have, I don't mean to sound like that, but you know what I mean? The rankings, the player rankings, um, I suffer from recency bias. Like all sports fans, I do. And I, I make uh, adjustments to said recency bias, but I suffer from recency bias. Um, you know, John and Jake are falling off the top 10 uh, because, you know, two new people came on the top 10, but I also, you know, didn't see them this past week. And and uh, I think these rankings are correct. I, I don't think the fact that John and Jake didn't come to the last event has anything to do with them not being on the rankings. I, I think they've just simply fallen off the top 10. Plenty of opportunity to come back on. So Logan Leonard's at 10. Uh, zero wins, zero top five finishes. He's got a 32 BE percentage and a 77 BEP percentage. Um, and, uh, he's at number 10, number nine, newcomer, Rick Lestico, uh, zero wins, one top five finish. He has a 31% BE percentage and an 82% BEP percentage. Number eight, Anthony Dunkel, Anthony. Okay. So Rick was not rated, rated last week. Uh, Anthony Dunkel was rated. He was number five. He falls to eight. Uh, he has one win. He has three top five finishes. He has a 34 BE percentage and a 75 BEP percentage. Number seven, Robin Schwartzman falls from four, zero wins, six top five finishes, 37 BE percentage, 79% BEP percentage. Number six, Brady Storhoff, one win, five top five finishes, 36 BE percentage, 80 BEP percentage. Um, Brady is up from seven last week. Number five, a newcomer, uh, Matt Rolstead, zero wins, two top five finishes, 35% BE percentage, 89% BEP percentage. Again, Matt Rolstead is a newcomer. He's at five. I've got Joel Holm at four, uh, zero wins, five top five finishes, 35% BE percentage, 78% BEP percentage. I think Joel is just playing really, really, really good mini golf lately. And I, I think he deserves to be at four right now. Very consistent. Um, and then the top three remains unchanged. Tom Loftus uh, at three with one win, seven top five finishes, a 34% BE percentage and a 79% BEP percentage. Number two is Daryl Hummony. Two wins, three top five finishes, 41% BE percentage, 82% BEP percentage. And number one, Sean Brown. Six wins, nine top five finishes, 48% BE percentage, 90% BEP percentage. Those are my top five for this week. And why don't I pull up... Matt's computer-generated ranking, the MCGs, and we will go through those right now. I could have had these ready for you. I did not. I apologize. Okay, here we go. Here's the list. Um, we'll go 10 to 1, and I already can tell I'm going to love this. This is fantastic. Okay, number 10, Connor Lestico. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. 60.0. Um, number, and I'll actually go, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to 15. I'm going to go to 15. I'm not going to go any further than 15. <sighs> Why not? Let's go to 20. 20. I'm, I'm going to go from 20 to 11 quickly. Um, because these I'm not going to publish. Uh, on 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 Instagram. 20, Mac Lincoln at a 28.33. 19, Jason Peterson at a 28.5. 
18, Chris Spangler at a 32.5. Tied for 16, Ritter Lincoln and Randy Saunders at 40 even. 15, Josh Banesh at 42.5. 14, Brian Hirschbach at 51.667. 13, John Nye at 53.333. 12, Logan Lenertz at 58.333. 11, Brady Storhoff at 59.444. Okay, here we go. 10. Connor Lestico at 60. I did not have Connor in my top 10. Um, I thought about it. I looked into it. I just didn't feel like there was enough there to have him in my top 10. Number nine, Robin Schwartzman, uh, 64.44. I had Robin at seven. Yep. Seven. Uh, number eight, Rick Lestico at 65.0. I had him at nine. Number seven, Brian Bleckinger at 66.667. I had him unranked. Number six, Joe Holm at 67.143. I had him at four. Number five, Anthony Dunkel at 67.857. I had him at eight. Number four, Tom Loftus at 72.222. I had him at three. Number three, Daryl Hummony at 75.000. I had Daryl at two. Number two, Matt Rolstead at 82.500. I have him at five. And number one, of course, Sean Brown at 94.444. I also had Sean Brown at one. So I will post the top 10 of the MCGs later this week. Um, fascinating. Again, I, I think a couple of things stick out to me. I think Brian Bleckinger being at seven. Um, I'll say it again. I have not. Um, Brian's one of my best friends. Um, and I have not seen Brian in uh, a while at a Puttcraft event, but I know he's coming back at some point. Um, my guy lives in Chaska too. I mean, and he was not at the golf zone open. Brian, come on. I'm just kidding. You, you, you got a life. You, you can do your thing. Um, we'll see him again soon, but he's at seven right now at 66.667. Connor Lestico. Um, here's the thing. I think Connor's going to win a lot of Puttcraft events. I do. I do. I don't think he's there yet. Um, but you know, I, I, I mean, he's got a great stroke and he's just, just doesn't appear to be nervous, right? He's out there in his boots this last week because I think he forgot his shoes at home and he just like, he's just like this cool, calm, collected customer. And I asked Connor, um, I said, Connor, do you know what a heel is in wrestling? And he didn't. And I just thought like Connor might one day be the perfect heel in wrestling. And for those of you who don't know, I'm going to um, give you the definition of a wrestling heel um, because I'm not a wrestling uh, aficionado. Big Undertaker fan when I was, uh, you know, six. In professional wrestling, a heel, also known, known as a Rudo, is a wrestler who portrays a villain bad guy or rule breaker and acts as an antagonist to the, and to the faces who are here, heroic protagonists or the good guy. I don't know. Connor, I just, I, I feel like he, when he hits a good shot, he's going to let the whole course know about it. And I just love it. Fantastic. Um, Joe home at six. Again, I have Joe a little bit higher than six. I think he's just playing been really, he's been playing some really good golf lately. Um, Daryl's at two for me because of the, of, of the wins, you know, um, to me, that is ultimately what I'm weighing above everything else. And and Daryl is second in puttcraft in wins with two. And to me, that is that is the most important. All, all the stats matter. And 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 here's the thing: the BE and the BEP percentages are flawed. They're massively flawed. 
Okay. And, and, and let me give you an example. If all I ever played was the Midwest Golf Dome, my BE percentage would be really, really, really low. If all I ever played was lily putt, my BE percentage would be really, really, really high. The only way the BE percentage works, the more data we get, the more accurate the BE percentage is going to work. But if you're only playing easy courses, well, I shouldn't say easy because this is a part of a larger discussion, high par courses like lily putt, you're going to have a higher and better BE percentage. So to me, the more data we get, the more accurate those numbers are going to become. Right now, they're, 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 not, they're just not quite there yet. Now, the one thing I like is that when I'm entering in new data at the end of an event, sometimes the BE percentage doesn't change at all, right? Which is like, oh, this person, you know, held true to what their BE percentage was. But again, if you're only playing um, lily putt, and you come and you play the Midwest Golf Dome or Dred Scott, there's, there's going to be a pretty massive change in, in your BE percentage. So uh, th- those are flawed statistics for now. As we grow, they'll become less flawed. And I've thought about, should I add, should I weigh course difficulty in with those? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to leave them as they are. So, okay, um, Robin Schwartzman at nine. Um, I guess I have her at seven. She doesn't feel right to me. Um, I still think pound for pound, one of the best mini golfers that we have hasn't gotten over the hump with that first win, but I mean, will at some point, um, and is just, you know, very, very, very consistent. Um, so, but what I love about these is this is computer generated. It's data driven. It, it, it doesn't have any recency bias. Um, it's just, these are just the numbers. So again, Sean Brown, Matt Rolstead, Daryl Hominy, the top three, Tom Loftus, Anthony Dunkel, Joe Holm, four, five, and six, Brian Bleckinger, Rick Lestico, Robin Schwartzman, Connor Lestico, rounding out your top 10. So next week's podcast, uh, Aaron Kaminsky of O Street Mini Golf um, and Holy Moly Fame uh, had a very interesting conversation with him. Plus, we're going to deep dive into this team concept that I have that we're going to test out this spring. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I, I've, yeah, I, I as always, I, I, I went a little overboard on, on some of the things there, but it'll be a, it'll be a blast. So, okay. That is this week's Puttcraft podcast. Again, thanks to everyone who uh, uh, tuned in and came out to the last event and we will see you or we will chat with you next week.